You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The WordBros.com. Very handsome and well-bearded co-host Kevin Cuff. Hello, Kevin. <laughs> Hello, Bob. How are you this twenty-one uh, fine uh, January evening? Uh, what is it? The we're recording this on the fifth. This will be out on the ninth. I think I'm doing pretty good so far. So good. Yes. So far, so good. Good. Today we have a and to very... start the new year off right. Yes, we to have start a very... the new year off right. We have. Go ahead. No, you go. You're. I'm gonna let you go. You're moving, baby. <laughs> no, you. So... Because. I would say we have a very, very fine, uh, two very fine guests who are uh, new to the Scout Comics family. We have Brian Hawkins and Patrick Foreman, who are uh, the co-creators of Black Cotton. You're doing, <laughs> you're I mean, doing, this is easy. I don't, now I, I don't have to do anything. This is 2021, man. No, I could do, do this all the time, but I, I, but I mean, I didn't know that you wanted me to. You know, it's great. No, I can I do this. Care. I don't care. You're, you're. Is it you're fun? On, you're on you like, you like laying just... back in the pocket. You like being Ed McMahon to my Johnny Carson. I like to be an Ed McMahon to your Johnny Carson. I feel like that's, that's my better, that's my better place in the world. No, stop it. You're a no? charming boy. <laughs> And, I mean, uh, being Epic Man means if you bring people checks one day, that's, that's where right. they like to see me. You, you know what? If you're going to bring people <laughs> checks, you can start with me, Daddy. Uh, let's talk to uh, Brian and Patrick. We'll learn all about their book, Black Cotton. We welcome Patrick Foreman and Brian Hawkins. They are the creators uh, of Black Cotton, which is out this week, I guess, from Scout Comics. Is that correct? Uh, Next month. Next month. Okay. All right. February 10th. February 10th is the date on that thing. Okay. I thought it was out this month for some reason, because I guess everything from Scout seems like it's coming out tomorrow for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big day tomorrow. It is. So February 10th, Black Cotton hits uh, hits the stands. And gentlemen, how are you guys doing today? doing great doing, doing great. outstanding outstanding i appreciate you uh having us on you know bob and kevin hey no problem patrick <laughs> that felt very rehearsed and forced so i just wanted to give that right back to you that's right patrick <laughs> that's patrick's voice that you heard now let's hear brian's voice brian uh say hello to the word bros audience hey word bros audience what's up brian speaking Brian, I, Brian, I like how you waved at an audio podcast. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm waving, guys. I'm waving. <laughs> now, I'm you can't very, see Brian. The first thing I'm, I have to, me to be here. I'm very visual, and even when I'm not visual, I pretend to be. That's awesome. The first thing I want to say, Brian, is I love your frames. As a glasses guy, I, I've always wanted to wear frames like that, but for some reason, I just can't pull it off. But you rock it well, my friend. Well, I appreciate that because, and, and you know what the crazy thing is? I was actually checking out yours. I like yours. War, Warby Parker. Oh, eh, whoa. Nice. Yeah. Okay. See, the, the trick with Warby Parker is they have glasses you can try on at home and then glasses that you can't try on at home. Look at the ones you can't try on at home. They have a lot of different varying styles, I've noticed. Okay. 
because I, I would get I would get try at home frames and I would get the same five every time. And my wife was like, you know, you get the same five glasses every time and you don't like any of them. I was like, all right, let me try something. So I tried something and I landed with this and I really like them. So Barbie like <laughs> Parker is the spot. All right. I will with, keep that in mind. Especially might, with, with, all the, down, with all the social distancing and stuff, you can't leave your house anyway. So you might as well just have glasses brought to you, you know? <laughs> I mean, everything brought to you. That's the way to go. Yes. Now let's let's speak about black cotton. Enough about spectacles and glassware and things of that nature. <laughs> let's 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 dig into this thing. Um, tell us what is the the high concept of black cotton? Oh, go ahead, Brian. You know you know I love the way you do it. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, brother. Um, <laughs> so you know the log line is is uh, is set in alternate reality where the social order of white and black is reversed um, and hinges upon an elitist family rallying around their police officer's son uh, who has tragically shot a minority white woman. Okay. And so that's, so that's, 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 cause that happens in the first issue because Kevin and I read yes. a preview of it and like, cause our question mm -hmm. is like, where does it go from here? Yeah. Cause yeah. You have this, like, this, this high powered, like super important <laughs> family and then like they have a son who's a police officer who shoots a white lady and then like you're just kind of hinting along about and i was just as a reader i was like i, I need to know more where's the rest of this thing so you asked you asked some really good questions in this now um i don't know man like it's it's a very heavy book like it's very it's full of social commentary which i think is kind of cool it's, it felt like a twilight zone episode really oh ooh. Yeah, okay. you know, yeah. It, it okay. had that kind of vibe to it. Now, what are what nice. were some what were, what were some of your influences kind of going into writing a work of like kind of uh, social aware, uh, like a social aware comic like this? I think it uh, it goes back to a conversation that we were kind of having off on uh, off scene, you know, before we actually hit the record button. But the core piece underneath black cotton is uh empathy what we're trying to do is uh develop a safe space that individuals our readers the uh people who aren't even into comic books that get into comic books uh will be able to actually walk in other people's shoes in a safe environment and then have that dialogue between yourself because the comic is going to uh, have it's going to automatically inspire you to ask yourself questions and uh, some of it you're going to relate to what you're going to see and then some of it you're going to have those aha moments like oh wow I, I I really you know didn't even think of it uh, in in that fashion so our our method behind it is simply that what we saw is you see a lot of movies that their intent is to try to get individuals to feel for another race or another culture or feel for the people in the um, uh, being wrong in the movie. What we see is that it's hard for people to develop empathy if they can't actually see themselves in that position or they, they're not depicted in that role. So by us flipping it, we made it where individuals actually, when they're reading, they're walking in other people's shoes, mm -hmm. which makes it easier for you 
it's almost unavoidable for you not to sort of develop some type of empathy as you go through our storyline simply because it's almost like you're walking in the other person's shoes and you know what they're thinking. You know what the other people are thinking and why they are thinking that. So it's, it's really to develop empathy and number two, uh, create dialogue. Cause what we want is people to uh, gain more respect for each other and also communicate with each other. And not not to, you know, uh, toot our horn either. It's a phenomenal story. It is really entertaining. <laughs> so we awesome. did it in a way where you are truly entertained. Okay, I like that, okay. So you guys cooked up the idea together, but Brian, you wrote the script, yes? So, so we have a process. Um, the backstory is, is that we have a mutual friend. Um, and um, make a long story short, um, he and I talked together. He, he was like, I had this guy, he's a, he's a comic book collector, he's a good friend of mine, he's into comic books, and you two need to meet. And so one day we, we happened to meet up uh, and we're out eating and he, and he was like, me, Patrick was like, hey, uh, I have this idea. And he was like, I'm thinking of like, everything's reversed. Like, Everything's backwards. Everything's flipped. Like even the cotton is black. I said, "Whoa, whoa, that's it right here. Black cotton. That's the title." Okay. And from that point on, um, you know, he began to elaborate on everything being reversed, um, and we just began to build the story from there. You know, and, and what 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 vehicle um, to take that idea of reversal of roles in color culture, um, um, and spent like we were eating went to his house and we just began to just talk everything out and that was last january um, okay january 2020 and so our process has been um we hop on zoom calls like this and or, or we're we're on the phone um and we and we wrote out the story together um then we outlined it together and then i scripted um, okay 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 so then, so basically it's kind of like you both know where you're going. You just do the nuts and bolts work of it, Brian. Right, right. Okay, all right. And and so, but you guys seem to have a, now is this your first for, uh, foray into comics, uh, Patrick? Is this your first foray into like creating books? It is, it is. And uh, what I would say, like I said, in uh, another interview we did, you know, I give much props to uh, Brian because I was truly a collector. Uh, before I met him, uh, it was a, a dream of mine. I've been collecting since 1993. Uh, well, a little bit before then, probably about uh, the late 80s, I've okay. been collecting mm -hmm. comic books. And, you know, it's been a dream of mine. And I had the concept, but never knew actually how to do anything. And from January, Brian has really taken me under his wing and taught me, you know, how to write scripts, how to, you know, formulate, how to, and he didn't have to, you know, and, and I really, really, you know, tip my hat to Brian because he's a phenomenal teacher. And now, you know, y'all won't uh, see it, but me and Brian, y'all won't see it until later, I'll say that. But me and Brian, we've plotted out the next five years and we've already- oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> and we've already uh, actually been writing spinoffs already. So he's already tasked me with uh, 
another project. So we are we are killing it right now. All right, all right, That's all awesome. right. Getting ahead of yourselves. I dig that. I like yeah, it. Yeah, now, yeah. now my hey, question, Patrick. We ain't got enough time in quarantine, right? It's true. <laughs> it's true. true. Motherfuckers ain't stay at home. So you might as well just write comics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> might as well. <laughs> Be safe, write some comments. Yeah, right? <laughs> so for the listeners out there, Patrick, what would you say the journey from collector to creator, like what would you say that has been for you? Because Brian, Brian, this is not Brian's first rodeo. And we know that Brian's done a few comics. He's got a few under his belt. So as you're, as this being your first rodeo, what would you say that the journey was for you uh, from, from collector to creator? Like what would you say that, how would, how would that journey have been? Like, What I would say is this, um, I challenge or I, I put out that more collectors should actually um, try it because it is a beautiful process. If you get with the right person, like I was fortunate enough to get with Brian, a right, you know, mentor who will actually, you know, uh, give you that guideline and you can take something from a blank sheet of paper and then see it actually script it out the synopsis then you actually break it all down to page to page to page and when i finished my first script you should should have saw how happy i was you know <laughs> <laughs> and then to get brian to edit it and go through that whole process of editing it and then the artist oh man it, so what it was it like, like to get phenomenal. pages what was it like huh? to get pages this is my favorite part of comics so i'm gonna ask yeah. you what was your favorite? What was your what, what was it like to get pages? To, to get pages is <laughs> to, the, the art to pages, see a draft, right? And then a couple of days later, you see the actual artwork. It is amazing and phenomenal. So so it's something that now you know it is almost like a, a drug. You want to keep doing it. <laughs> it's like, and you know, much you, like a drug, it's really expensive thing. to do. So that works too, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Now, you um, want to keep writing. You're like, I, I, I need more artwork. <laughs> <laughs> now, Brian, how did your, I guess this is almost an obvious question, so I don't even feel like I should ask it, but I'm going to anyway. You're also an editor, yes? Yes. So yes. how did your skills as an editor help with the first time comic book writer? Like, were you, were you gentle with him with a lot of the mistakes? Were you, were you kind of nurturing? Like, how did you go about doing this? Um, I, so my side of the coin and how I viewed it, <laughs> um, <laughs> it really was a, a very smooth process um, where like Patrick and I, we really do compliment each other and, and um, where he he allowed me to uh, to I guess the best word is to guide the process mm -hmm. um, as we began. You know, he wanted to learn, and he wants you know and wanted to script. He wanted to you know be one hundred percent involved and make sure that this is a you know a full fledged partnership. Um, so being a former teacher, having someone who wants to learn um, is key to that relationship. Um, and for me, you know, it's, I've, I've learned to be patient. Um, I respect the process of things. And so, you know, he and I were really just on a journey and in a process of, of, of creating this. Um, and, he, and, and he listened and 
I listened to him. Um, and it was really, I mean, not to be not to be cliche, but it really was kind of this best case scenario where um, I happened to know a little bit more in, on this level in this avenue and someone who wanted to know um, the things that I, that I did know. And so I freely shared and he, he freely uh, experienced and learned and, and here we are. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's cool. I dig that. So uh, here's my obvious question, okay? Like, why is the cotton black? <laughs> it, obviously, it's a metaphor, yes. I get that. But I mean, like, so you guys just wanted to flip the whole world on its head, right? <laughs> is there a reason, like, uh, in the story-wise why it's black? Or is it just black because it's black? Like, it can't just be it's black because it's black. That would be... Silly. And no. He's like, that would be ludicrous. <laughs> no. And, and here's what I'll, I'll say. Um, there's a reason why the cotton is black, but it's going to be unfolded later on in the story. Okay. And what you will see is that um, even down to their last name, their last name is Cotton. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're very rooted into their history. So the black cotton is actually uh, very instrumental to their history. And that's why, you know, uh, the black cotton, that's why the cotton is black. And there's a specific, right. here, I'll, I'll say that. Um, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and share it. Yeah, basically their wealth came from the technique of turning white cotton to black cotton. Ah, okay, oh, okay. all right, that's interesting. Okay, I feel, I, I get that, okay. That's okay, th that makes sense now, having having read the source material, so now I get it, because I don't, I don't want to give anything away, so I don't want to give any spoilers, but there's there's, <laughs> there's made reference to in the story, so like, I was like, oh, well, like, what does that even mean? I'm, I'm Kevin, and I were, <laughs> Kevin and I were talking about the book, because we only read the single, um, and we were reading this and we just had so many questions. Was this something that you guys thought about just releasing as a trade? Because I felt like this is something I would want to read in a trade. Like I want all the answers now. Like, <laughs> why do I have to wait? Why? I don't want to wait, Brian. I don't want to wait. Patrick, give me my answers, man. <laughs> That's a great sign because that means hopefully if everyone feels the way you do, they'll keep coming back each month. So that's excellent. I think they will. Um, the, the other obvious question I had now, the the book is in black and white. Is the book, when you release it next month, is it going to be black and white? And that's obviously a, a metaphor choice for the story, I would assume. Yes. <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, so. yeah. We had, um, when we began to build the concept um, out in, we talked about characters. We talked about like how, how it would look, uh, you know, black and white with, gray tones was something we really focused on because we wanted that um, that feel of a world that, you know, was not colored because we're dealing with, uh, and it says it in the log line, you know, the social order um, of white and black. So we're, we're looking at the construct, um, not the specific race. And so to take the color away from it, like visually, um, was something we wanted to do. So that when you're reading it, you're looking at um, the characters, you're looking at the human condition, uh, not just what's black, which is brown, and what is white, which is uh, a really, 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 really light brown because you know of our combined melanin, right? So that's where we wanted, we wanted to go with it. 
I like the black and white because like I said earlier, it gave it like a Twilight Zone vibe to it. But as I'm going to play Devil's Advocate and I'm going to flip That's the awesome. coin on that. I as, love hearing <laughs> But as a publisher, did you have a hard sell with the publisher? Because normally black and white books don't sell that well. So how was that pitch to, to Scout Comics about, hey, this is our artistic vision? Were they on board with that immediately or was it a hard sell? It was immediate. Um, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. We, yeah. There was never a question of if it of if it uh, was going to be in in color or not. Um, they kind of they got the concept. Um, we had minor talks, and um, like a few weeks later, they they came back and it embraced us into the family, and uh, we've been running ever since. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> And, and that goes back to uh, your earlier question of uh, the trade paperback. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we, me and Brian, we, we tossed out uh, every idea, to be honest, <laughs> when we were at the beginning stages, because we were uh, thinking of releasing it just ourselves. We were thinking about uh, doing the trade paperback, you know, give all the answers up front. Uh, but then... You know, when Scout, uh, you know, due to, you know, Brian and his uh, extensive relationships that he's made over the years, you know, we were able to actually pitch to Scout and they 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 just, you know, opened arms to us immediately. And after that, we were like, hey, we, we're, we're going this uh, issue by issue all, all the right. way. <laughs> Now, is there going to be any back matter in the issues about the world and the world building that you guys had to do to to uh, make this sort of sci-fi, black and twilight zone, black cotton world a reality? Is is there any any of that going to be in the back matter for the for the single issues or extra things that readers of the singles can expect that readers of the trade may not get? Like, are you going to give them any extra issues there, or are you going to put it? You will save it all for the trade. You go it all for the money, baby. <laughs> it's always about the money, right? Yeah. Um, so, so, all right. So, I get the best way to flipping it, right? That. Huh? I think we're gonna flip that. We were talking about flipping it. We're actually, uh, we were talking about giving people a little bit more in the uh, trade paperback. All right, I dig that. That makes me happy as a, as a trade waiter. So I'm going to tell you, you've just made my day because now I don't have to go buy single issues just to read about the Twilight Zone world you created. I can wait for the trade paperback and I'm, I'm going to get it. That's, and I'm, I'll spend the extra money to get to get the back matter. I'm that deep. I'm that guy who buys DVDs for the for the bonus selections, <laughs> Blu-rays for the bonus stuff. That's me. <clears throat> oh man, that's cool to hear. Yeah, we we um, and, and the thing is is that. While this story, this arc, which you know will wrap up in, in, in six issues, you know, will have a resolution. Um, within that process, you know, you know, there's subplots, and as the issues go on, you're going to learn more about the family. You're going to learn more about not just the Cottons, but the Nightingales, who is um, the family of the young lady that was shot and you're going to begin to um, to see the the depth and the breadth of the actual black cotton world that you know is is it's not just you know just honed in on this 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 one family but there's 
different families and pockets of people, neighborhoods, city, states that um, that all exist within this black cotton world. Um, and, and there's history to like who the cottons are and why they're the cottons. And one of the great thing that we'll also touch on in that back matter um, is like, um, you know, the fact that there's in this reality, you know, there's, there was no slavery. So it's not a point where everything's flipped to where white people were slaves, black people like ruled them. It's a world where slavery did not exist, but still oppression does exist. So we're going to be really delving into like, how does that happen? Um, and you're going to see and get some of that understanding throughout issues one through six. Now, a subject of this matter is bound to ruffle some feathers. Are you guys ready for the the controversy that may come along with this? Are you prepared for your Twitter timeline to be blown up by, you know, maybe thick-headed folks that don't really like your vision of this alternate reality? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and we respect that. You know, that's the beauty about um, this medium. This medium is uh, where you can put it out and uh, understand that you're going to get uh, positive feedback, negative feedback. You're going to get uh, some neutral people, but it's okay. Uh, uh, somebody once said, you know, uh, I don't care if it's uh, good, good publicity or bad publicity, as long as they talking about it. It's true. And that's really what we uh, want. Even with the negative, you're going to get 10 people who are going to respond in a different fashion. And as long as they're talking, then that means that growth is happening. And that's, you know, that's what we're seeing even in America right now. Uh, with everything that the president, you know, has has uh, put out there into the atmosphere, look at how many people are talking and actually growing. And hey, if people are talking, that's good. It's better than fighting. Let's Patrick, talk. Patrick, are you running for office or something? Like, what's going on here? Like, <laughs> this talk of empathy and and you know getting the word out and stuff like that. Are you are you an announcing some kind of senatorial campaign on one of those podcasts here? What's going it's, on? It's four nah, nah. twenty twenty four. I mean, he's got the collared shirt on. There's a dog that just shows up, which is very political. Like, what's happening here? Like, he I, just needs a baby to kiss. Who's got yeah. a baby? For uh, that? Like, a, like a Patrick Foreman twenty twenty two button or something <laughs> now patrick you said, for him. you said you were uh you were a reader of comics i gotta ask you because we're all i'm sure we're all readers what's who's your favorite who's your favorite oh, that's all i'm gonna say what were you collecting yeah who's, what were you collecting? who's your favorite i don't even think what you're collecting is collecting and favorite is completely different who's your favorite wolverine and uh Sabretooth was always you know my favorite i actually have um i have two of uh issue 166 which was the prequel to the wolverine uh movie uh that came out but it's only 25 in the world with saber tooth uh remarked on the cover wow okay so, uh, so it's signed and remarked with saber tooth on the uh cover and i have two of the 25. that's pretty cool so wow so you're a you're a collector and a wolverine dude so the mid 90s yeah. i mean the early 90s late 80s was your jam because he was in every book exactly <laughs> <laughs> wait 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 hot take are you on that are you on that hickman, Hick, hickman x-men or no are you are you with the new hickman x-men or no 
I'm not. I'm, oh. I'm not. I'm, I'm, you're, I'm you're on one side of the fence or the other. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm going to give it, you know, it's uh, it's fighting chance, but not yet. <laughs> I, All right. I, it just hasn't, you know, appealed to me yet. All right. So Wolverine's your dude. Okay. And like you have this super valuable Wolverine comic. Now you realize that you're probably going to have to sell that thing to continue to make comics. because there's, <laughs> You're going to only have one remark version by the time you're done <laughs> because comics is expensive. Yes. That's yeah. lesson number yeah. one. Brian didn't teach you in, in karate kid school. He had you pay the fence. He had you pay the fence. <laughs> But he didn't tell you how much that was gonna cost at the end. <laughs> oh man! It, it I'm sorry, Mr. Miyagi. Every time I asked him, he was like, "Hey, just keep writing." Wax on, wax on. Show me, wax on. That's what. <laughs> now, Brian, you've got a bunch of other stuff out too, right? Like this isn't like. Black Cotton is your newest thing, but you have lots of other things as well, correct? Yeah. Uh, something like that. I, so I modest. <laughs> Brian yeah. is, is such a nice guy. Yeah, like, I guess, <laughs> you know, what's uh, I try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I have a few things that's happening. Um, this Devil's Dominion from Black Box was supposed to be out last week, but there was a, a delay in the printer. Okay. Uh, so issue one is supposed to drop tomorrow. Okay. Um, nice. So I'm, I'm I'm doing some work with, with, with Black Box, and uh, I just began to do some some writing with Zenoscope. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Nice. yeah. That's cool. Now, what? tell us about the book that's coming out. What's it called through Black Box? Um, it's called Devil's Dominion. Okay. Um, okay. It's, it's about a young lady who... Uh, sells her soul to the devil in order to escape a, a tragic uh, event in her family life. And once she does that, she then reneges on her deal with the devil and uses her powers. Don't forget, don't ever blink. Yeah, that's cool. And then oh, yeah. so you're also, you're also doing us about that. Yeah, I want to hear something about that too. Don't Ever Blink is a, a self-published title that I'm, I'm doing with um, co-creator artist Richard Kemp um, and it's about a serial killer who uh, sews the eyelids shut, uh, the eyelids shut of his victims um, and uh, basically there's one survivor and she is trying to figure out why she was the sole survivor and so as the story goes on uh, we discover who the killer is and we discover why she was spared interesting um, that sounds cool we're we're on our way into issue three of that on kickstarter like around mm, february march okay so you got all kinds of irons in the fire then dude and right. like, so <laughs> what's going on with xenoscope how'd you hook up with those dudes oh man so xenoscope is really cool um i feel like i've been chasing them for a while actually uh, <laughs> uh and, and and they finally uh it kind of just happened um i've Stay in contact with um, a few people there, um, and you know, I, I I didn't bug them so much to where they didn't want to be around me, but I guess I bugged them enough to where like, oh, well, hey, um, so we linked up, um, and they asked me to pitch. They had a concept, but they asked me to pitch to this concept um, for one of their characters um, and their stories, and it went well. That's and awesome. So, and so um, my first 
story with them is um, a 72 page one shot. Um, uh, I can't really talk about the story itself. No, no, you um, don't have, I understand but, how comics work. We've been doing this long enough that nobody can talk about anything. Like we get it. <laughs> can't talk about anything. Uh, so that, that went well. Um, That's awesome. And, yeah, yeah. So, um, and they invited me back to write another one. So it was cool. There you go. That's now, also Look at you, dude. Also, aren't you, a, you aren't you one of the editors, the the senior editors of uh, Mad Cave Comics too? I am one of the editors. Yes, yes. Look at, I, look at this guy. He's Patrick. You he wear hooked, all the hats. You hooked up to a mighty good uh, horse here, my yeah. man. This dude knows everybody. <laughs> Mad Cave's With, got some good stuff coming out, man. They got oh some, some heavy hitters over there, dude. Mad Cave has been phenomenal. You know, they they've been like family. You know, they uh, when I was just. I was freelancing through Upwork, you know, I linked up with them and uh, Mark and Chris Fernandez and all of them just, you know, they're phenomenal people. Um, and uh, I've learned so much about uh, the business being with them and them allowing me to like, you know, work on a lot of their IPs. Um, and just, just recently, um, um, a team I worked with, uh, David and Shane and Luca, um, Nottingham is was a, a book that I've been on with them as their editor for all maybe like five or six months for sure, okay. if, if if not more. Um, and you know that's finally beginning to come out. It, it'll be out in March, I think March. Uh, I don't want to say the wrong day, but I think it's March fourth, maybe. Okay, yeah, sometime in March. Um, and, and and just that team is so phenomenal, and just watching. Um, how they put that together and me being their editor and seeing that whole process. It's, it's a humbling experience. And that's what I really have, have taken away um, from the Mad Cave experience is just how, how collaboration works and how many hands are in the pot and how things come together and how everyone has each other's back. Um, and, and, and that's been phenomenal to see and it's been, you know, quite the experience. And I try to to live that way, but I also try to um, create that way as well. That's awesome. Now, if any of our listeners uh, out there need an editor, do you do like work for hire stuff as well? Or you've got too much going on, you can't do stuff like that? Um, I try to, yes. Okay. Um, normally, like, you know, if it's like one or two things that need to be done, if someone needs some some assistance with something, I, I always like to try. So that's cool. And I I'm always open to it. And where can we hit you up on social media for something like that? Um, Twitter, uh, IG. So at Brian L. Hawkins. Um, IG is Brian Hawkins writes. Um, I'm I'm on I'm on Facebook. So you just have to look up Brian. We all are. If Facebook is like that ex girlfriend <laughs> that just won't go away. Like you, you keep going back every now and then because. Because <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. easier to share a post on Facebook than yeah. it is anywhere else. Yeah, Facebook, yeah. Is yeah. The, Facebook is just one of those things, man. We made too much money on Kickstarter on Facebook that I'm not getting rid of it. Like I'm not. You can't like, get rid I'm of Facebook. Just, just no. Like no. I want to, but I can't do it because I just we just made so much money on it for Kickstarter. It works well for marketing Kickstarter and and everything. I mean, there's so many groups on there, and um, yeah, it still it still is the place. Yeah to like share your stuff out there. So, yeah. yeah. So Patrick- Plus what, with what, that, you get uh, IG too. 
That's true. That's they are kind of intertwined at this point, which is funny because yeah. people people love Instagram, but like I hate Facebook. It's the same shit. Like it's, <laughs> the same yeah. shit. it's just a different package. Now, Patrick, what are you doing with your first comics royalty check? What's what are you gonna spend that on? <laughs> he's gonna get the other twenty three Wolverine books huh? he doesn't get because he knows that he's gonna have to like trade those to get artwork for comics. <laughs> well. Uh, I was just uh, talking about, you know, me and Brian, we were talking about finishing up 2021. So that first check, we gonna, uh, I'm going to have to, you know, set it aside so that we can go and uh, get 2022 done. Yes. All the projects we got, you, you know, for that. Now you're talking like a real comic book guy. There you go. There we go. That's awesome. Reinvested. So, so you said you guys got six issues of Black Cotton that's coming out in February from Scout Comics. Um, are they finished already? Or are you working on them as they go? Because Scout is now on a bi-monthly thing. Is that correct? Well, uh, yes. Yeah, so yeah. they're doing that first. What? It's a two-month gap, right, Patrick? Two-month gap. Yeah, yeah. it's a two-month gap. I thought. <clears throat> okay. So, so basically, the first one come out in February, and then number two will come out in May. So uh, February, okay. March, April, and then boom, May, and then it's every month after that. So the series oh, should finish okay. up in September. And then uh, what we're looking at, because it's an ongoing series, that's uh, just the first arc. Okay. Then we're going to, you know, start the second arc probably, you know, either January or uh, February. Okay. Because we'll come out with the trade paperback, and then we're going to do a, a a special one shot for Christmas. So uh, you know, we'll keep people, you know, entertained and uh, keep evolving the black kind reality, the world. Uh, so that people actually, you know, know more about it, and then boom, hit them with uh, the second arc. There you go. <clears throat> nice. I dig it, man. You, I like the, I like the, the forward thinking of it all. I like the enthusiasm behind it. it is, the idea yeah. to start and start the, and the start conversations. I think that that's a thing that, like, I was telling the guys uh, earlier that America needs. I think that this something America needs right now is to have these conversations. Uh, especially due to the political climate we just came out of. Um, these conversations are necessary for all of us to have, you know, empathy for each other. I mean, I appreciate this conversation just for the sheer fact that like, Kevin, you and I have been doing this, making comics for some time. And like, sometimes we get, grizz yeah, sometimes we get grizzled and angry about the way things are going. But like to hear Patrick come on here, it's fucking sunny days and, and rainbows, you know? So that's a that's nice awesome. kind of, to kind of get that idea back, get that vibe back. So it's good that this is our first episode of 2021 to kind of reset like hey man like this is wonderful like making comics yes. is a wonderful process you know and and patrick you've just kind of put a hitch in my getty up friend and i really appreciate that man hey, oh, maybe cool. we can collab and do something together sometime that's something yeah. that me and brian talk about you know we we don't want to be isolated <laughs> we want to do stuff with uh you know if we evolve this let's do you know let's cross lines and do stuff together you know, it, it, this is what we love. So let's just do what we love together. A huge Scout What If anthology where all characters cross over. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Some of those would probably work better than others. You know what I mean? Like having Gut Ghost show up in Black Cup might be a bit odd, you know? But I guess, you know, that's, that's I guess, you know, sometimes two wrongs make a right, you know? It might, it yeah. might be, it might be yeah. dope. You never know. So, We've thought about it, and 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 
my thing, it, it probably would have to happen in a what if timeline, you know, kind of pull that from Marvel a little bit and just do a what if timeline. Um, and yeah, I mean, who knows? You know, Stabbing Bunny and Zion. The, yeah. the funny part is, though, if we did a what if timeline for Black Cotton, what would that be? It would just be like now, like it would just be walking around like this is what it is. Like, here we are, you know? <laughs> You're starting to break up. I'm sorry. I'm just all of that. I was saying, if there was a what if for Black Cotton, what would that be? It would just be like life. Now. You know? I mean, now. <laughs> yeah. like, that would be interesting, right? Like, wait a second. This is reverse. <laughs> we, were, we were slaves. What? This is bullshit. Oh, heck no. This is not happening. <laughs> Let's go back the other way. Let's go back the other yeah. way. Oh, oh man. man. We need a Jeffrey. recount on this one. Recount. <laughs> well, gentlemen, uh, your book comes out February 12th. I guess it's not in previews anymore, but you can still go to your shop, try to pick that up, go to scoutcomics.com. Maybe you can get some copies of it there as well when this thing comes out. I I'm rooting for you, man. This is a cool book, and I think comics needs more things like this that that can you can open a dialogue and kind of that makes people think i mean it's not sh a shark killing people for satan uh which is kind but of that's cool it is but that's, <laughs> the best, but that's the best part about the medium is that th yeah. that these two books can exist at the same exactly. publisher you know like yeah. exactly. really cool exactly. by scout comics i do that you know absolutely i agree i agree 100 well, mm -hmm. Brian and Patrick, thank you guys so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, if you guys want to share your social media again, Patrick, are you on Twitter or anything like that at all? Because you're going to need one because you're in comics now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome I, to the show. I, I, I actually am. Uh, I'm on uh, Twitter, uh, Patrick D. Foreman. You're, uh, okay. it, it's funny because Brian, he always, I always say I'm going to let him go first because <laughs> but if you Google my name, Patrick yes. Foreman, and I uh, put he's able behind it, I'll pop up. You'll see that uh, no, I actually no. am a, a award-winning gospel artist. I put a CD out <laughs> and uh, won an award from um, uh, Independent Music uh, Award for He's Able. Uh, I also own a magazine, Returning Citizen Magazine, so when you Google, you'll see Returning Citizen Magazine, uh, COO. That's me. Uh, I'm a retired Marine. So, uh, yeah, I'm out there on all of them. I'm on I have, so I have so many more questions now. Like, <laughs> Patrick, Patrick's running for office in 2022 why for sure. Why didn't you tell us? No, first off, why didn't you tell us you were a Marine to begin? How long were you in the Marine Corps? Uh, 25 years. Holy smoke. So you're like a lifer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I retired only, in uh, 2018. I knew one dude, and he was a friend of mine's dad growing up, and he was a lifer in the Marines, and he was a different kind of cat. Like, it takes a different kind of cat to do 20 in the Marines. How did you do that? Like, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it was something else. But uh, I truly enjoyed what I did. I was a career planner, so I helped individuals uh, plan their careers. I always tell people I – my job was to give the good news and the bad news. You know, I tell you, hey, you're staying in another four years or, hey, you got to go home. And here's, you know, I'm going to help you transition out. So uh, it's a beautiful thing. I love it, which That's is awesome. where I guess me and Brian and Black Cotton 
that's where it all kind of unfolds from. Look at him. He's already a pro. He's already got it. Look at that. He knew how to bring it back in. Did you see that? He like he segued it well. So you were a Marine for 20 years. Okay. And now, and you're also like a gospel singer. Yeah. 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 That's uh, awesome. (laughs) So, so, so I, I, I'm just having fun to be honest. Uh, I'm just enjoying life and, you know, Brian's helping me uh, enjoy life even more, you know, so five years from now, you know, we're going to have a comic book that we did together. It'll be Bob, Kevin, you know, uh, Brian and Pat. That's awesome. Now, now how did you get into gospel singing? Like, this is very interesting to me. And I like how you're trying to like, no, I don't want to talk about that. How did you get into gospel singing? This is amazing. I've been singing all my life, to be honest. I I actually sung for the uh, gospel choir on Quantico back in uh, 1998 and 99. Uh, But I've been singing all my life. Every, you know, my parents uh, sung, my aunts, singers were all in my family. And when I got to Virginia, I was just blessed to be around some phenomenal uh, singers. So if you if you check out my uh, I'm Calling on You is the name of it, the okay. name of the album, you will see that I have uh, it's about seven to eight different individuals who are all stellar uh, individuals. I mean, Richard Davis, just look up Richard Davis and you'll see all the people he's uh, done work with. It's it's amazing. I was just blessed. And yeah, so it's all cool. I'm just having fun. That's Patrick's Patrick's now now he's got the humble going on. Look at this. Because I know two, now I can say I know three gospel singers. I know the Reverend Al Green. Oh, what? I don't know him, but I know his music. Like I don't know him, but I love (laughs) him. I love Al Green. I'm just saying, I'm now familiar with three gospel singers, the Reverend Al Green, Kirk Franklin, and you, and this is wonderful. <laughs> this is amazing. Oh man, that's so cool. That's wonderful, wow. That's Al wonderful. Green, Kirk Franklin, and Patrick Foreman. I mean, that's I a really that good is. company, right? He put yeah. me in some great company. Yeah, and like, a woman didn't have to throw hot grits on you to get to sing gospel music. I know, you I know. just did it on your own. That's amazing. That's so cold too. You know, oh man, she, yeah. she really thought that out. That was premeditated. Oh man, I wasn't there, so I can't say. But I, I mean, it must have messed up Reverend Al Green's life real bad because he he'd stopped. He's like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. I'm singing gospel yeah. songs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> singing gospel from here on out. No he one throw hot grits on a gospel singer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm safe. God's gonna protect me from that. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right gentlemen thank you guys so much for coming on we really appreciate it patrick Foreman, brian hawkins the creators of this fantastic new world black cotton from scout comics february 12th pick it up gentlemen thank you very much thank, uh, you. thank you for thank having you. us for real it was great Patrick Foreman, the creators of Black yes. Cotton. We talked for like an hour and a half after the interview. Um, Patrick and I went to the same middle school, just at different times. He which was a ninth is, which grader. Which is crazy. He was a ninth grader. I was a seventh grader. 
Yeah, that's really it's, weird. It's amazing to see how small the world really is. Yeah, that was really And I think weird. that plays a lot into their comic book because it, it plays a lot into interpersonal relationships you don't know that you may have. Yeah, it was very cool, man. Very cool And empathy with other people. Very nice dudes. Very nice boys. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, we and really- we appreciate you showing up to Word Bros this week to listen to our in-depth conversation with Brian and Patrick. We'll be back next week with another conversation with, I don't know, with who? Who are we having next week? I don't know. You're just going, so I'm going to let you go. I don't know who we have next week. I'll figure it out, though. We're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. And you're going to come back and listen to the next show. It's going to be just as great as this one was. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Word Bros. (laughs) Cutting a promo, Jack. You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast, thewordbros.com.